This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Monday afternoon, January 15th, Martin Luther King Day in Chicago. Thank you for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Markets are closed today for the King holiday. They will reopen tomorrow. It may not feel like it today, but now is the time to start the search to find summer camps for your kids. We'll cover that at our next segment. But right now, the busy week ahead on Wall Street includes data on manufacturing, retail sales and housing joining us on the village of bedford park business line reminding you to bring your business home he's calling us from one of the few warm spots in the entire country tom hudson financial journalist in miami thank you for joining us today i'm not joking about this either uh the 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 meteorologist published the temperature map of the entire u.s and the entire continent deep blues everywhere you go until you get to about fort myers florida then you yeah. see some reds and oranges so it's a uh, nice to be in the sun and fun capital of the world right now especially today indeed it is that weather forecast you gave just sent me shivers and uh, right back to the different blizzards i've experienced there on the north side and the west sides of chicago so uh Boy, an extra parka and a pair of gloves for all our friends and family there. Yeah, no kidding. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the potential market movers this week. Uh, do the do reports, the regularly scheduled reports, have the uh, the potential to move markets, or is it just uh, ongoing earnings season, which kicked off last week? Yeah, I think earnings season does overshadow any of the macroeconomic reports due out this week uh, because uh, it's really the outlook into twenty twenty four with the expectation of uh, perhaps lower interest rates in the months ahead and how some of those more interest rate sensitive industries are going to respond. That said, I think of the economic reports this week, uh, two important ones, the retail sales figure capturing December, looking for more evidence that the consumer over the holidays was feeling comfortable, feeling confident and spending money. Uh, providing more opportunity for a soft landing in 2024. And then on Friday, existing home sales. Now, listen, nobody's going into open houses, right, when it's barely zero degrees in Chicago. But that said, November nationwide had the first increase in existing home sales in six months, Rob. Why? Because mortgage rates finally were falling falling by about 100 basis points or 1%, and that brought the buyers out. Did that continue in December on a seasonally adjusted level? We're going to find some answers to that on Friday. And speaking of uh, interest rate sensitive sectors, we do have the uh, report on housing starts coming out on Thursday. And uh, once again, uh, that's that's not only interest rate sensitive, but weather sensitive. So maybe yeah. you're not going to see a whole lot of housing starts, especially if the ground is frozen. But it, it seems like new homes sales, that's where all the action is because uh, existing homes, uh, you have a lot of homeowners who don't want to move. And so the existing home market is almost non-existent. 
Yeah, that's true, right? Um, home supply is an affordability challenge. We're experiencing it here, certainly in the southeast. The Midwest has been a place where home prices have been holding up despite higher interest rates. But the supply constraint really has been underpinning the strength in home prices that we've seen as interest rates in 2023 were moving up. And then tomorrow we have the Empire State Manufacturing uh, Regional Report. And that's going to be interesting because although the economy as a whole is not in a recession, there are certain sectors that you could argue are in a recession, and that includes manufacturing. Yeah, there are certainly pockets of weakness in this economy. And that's why you see consumer confidence uh, to be really uh, uh, vulnerable uh, at these levels. Manufacturing is a place where there's been a lot of political attention. Certainly there's been economic development attention in various regions to try to spur on manufacturing here in Florida, for instance, it's been going like gangbusters, but at a very, from a very low base, Uh, it's really had only one way to uh, increase. But in the Northeast with this empire state index, manufacturing has uh, has seen some difficulty. Tom Hudson, financial journalist in Miami. Thank you for joining us on this cold Monday. Coming up, making sure your kids don't miss out on summer camps this year. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. If you're looking to send your kids to summer camp this year, you need to start planning now to ensure the best choices of experiences and budget. Joining us with some advice is Colette Marcourt, CEO and Executive Director of the Illinois Chapter of the American Camp Association in Chicago. Colette, thank you for joining us today. And you are here to serve multiple purposes for the uh, for the Noon Business Hour audience. Of course, a lot of actionable information, Colette, for uh, parents who are trying to find a summer camp for their kids. And second, let's take us out of the brutally cold weather. Let's think about June or July and you're slathering your kids in sunscreen and making sure they have uh, uh, plenty of water, You know, getting their water bottles ready before camp because it's a, it's a hot, sunny July day. Let's put ourselves in the summer camp mindset. And, and first off, uh, this is a case, Colette, where the early bird does indeed get the worm. Yes, thanks for having me. Yes, it is definitely that case. Um, Now is the time to start looking at summer camps. If you know the summer camp, whether it's a day or overnight, uh, that you do know you want to send your child, check out when those registration deadlines are um, and, you know, start researching now. And the vast majority of summer camps in Illinois, what's the breakdown? Is it, um, is it, is it primarily uh, like park districts and school districts and public entities? Are there, uh, is it, are, are there more private entities putting on uh, sports camps? I mean, how does it usually, you know, break down in, in this state? Illinois has a, a quite a strong camp uh, community here, and. We have over 400 day and overnight camps throughout the state. Um, primarily, a majority of them are nonprofit, agency, government, park district, as you mentioned, things like the YMCA, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, uh, all the park districts, city parks and rec, as well as quite a few faith-based camps, and many private camps as well. We're talking to you, Colette Marcourt, CEO and Executive Director of the Illinois Chapter of the American Camp Association in Chicago, talking about how you can choose a summer camp for your kids. And, you know, chances are you probably know what your kids are interested in, and so that helps you narrow down the range of uh, summer camp options to you. But what if you're in a situation where you have kids who they like something 
but they're not in love with it. So maybe they really like swimming or maybe they really like softball and you want to take them to a swimming camp or a softball camp uh, for a week or maybe two weeks. Uh, how do you make sure that they they're, they're, they like that activity enough to do it for five days in a row? Well, the great thing about most camps in Illinois is that they are offering uh, a variety of activities. So even if they are a specialty sports camp, uh, maybe they're spending that time in the morning on that sport, and then in the afternoon they're doing other activities like um, uh, swimming, arts and crafts, other kind of uh, social-emotional learning activities. Um, you can go to findacamps.org, um, findacamp.org, and you can search by age, gender, um, location, area of interest. And so, but most camps have a variety of activities offered, and most children actually like to have a variety of activities in their summer camp experience. This is a great opportunity for them to branch out and try other areas of interest that maybe they haven't gotten during the traditional academic year. And then uh, very quickly, today is January 15th. Obviously, a lot of summer camps start late June, early July. Uh, when, it, when when do you get to the situation as, as, a, as a parent trying to sign them up when a lot of them uh, are, are full and sold out and you are out of luck? You know, I would definitely say uh, typically by that spring break, uh, spring break time for your school, that's when a lot of camps are going to either be full or close to it. But certainly it's worth checking. So if you, you know, are not in a position to look right now, you know, continue to look because there are um, thousands upon thousands of camp opportunities out there for youth. Um, and there are opportunities. And again, you can go to findacamp.org. You can also give our office a call here in Illinois and we'll help you uh, find camps that we know have spaces open that you can, you know, look into as well. Colette Marcourt, CEO, Executive Director of the Illinois Chapter of the American Camp Association based in Chicago. Coming up next, attacks in the Red Sea are impacting cargo ships belonging to American companies. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Geopolitical tensions continue to rise in the Middle East as a U.S.-owned container ship has been hit by a ballistic missile off of Yemen. We welcome in Jeff McCausland, CBS Radio National Security consultant. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. The Houthi rebels in Yemen are affiliated with Hezbollah and as such are affiliated with Iran. So what is the balancing act for uh, U.S. and U.K. forces as they strike back against the Houthi rebels who have been uh, hurling ballistic missiles at international shipping in the Red Sea? Well, the balancing act, Rob, has been to try to deter them, obviously, from continuing this type of aggression. And initially, with the Biden administration, used deterrence by denial. That is, we were intercepting these missiles and drones as they were launched at shipping, some launched at Israel, and destroying them in the air and doing that pretty effectively. But unfortunately, deterrence by denial did not dissuade the Houthis from continuing, and they have continued this and fired one missile which landed close to a U.S. cargo ship full of jet fuel. And the United States then and Great Britain and others responded with airstrikes and subsequent airstrikes against targets in Yemen, where they were launching these particular weapons or radar sites, command and control, but <clears throat> as now moving to a strategy of deterrence through punishment. But unfortunately, it appears now with the, the strike on this commercial vessel, and apparently, Rob, a sh shooting a missile in the vicinity of a U.S. Navy vessel, the USS Laboon, that the Houthis have not been discouraged, and this sort of tit-for-tat between the United States, its allies, 
and the Houthis, I fear, will likely continue. Now, this is having some uh, impact on the international supply chain because now you have cargo vessels that are going around uh, the Horn of Africa instead of going through the Suez Canal and the Red Sea uh, to reach the Indian Ocean. And these attacks on the Houthi rebels by U.S. and U.K. forces, I mean, especially as far as the U.S. Navy concerned, this is the literal reason why the Navy exists, and that is to uh, uh, protect open shipping. I mean, going back to 250 years ago when the Navy was formed to fight the Barbary pirates. Well, you're exactly right, Rob, and, and I think it's important to underscore this is not a U.S. against the Houthis effort. This is a bilateral international community effort. The United States formed this uh, coalition called Prosperity Guardian, and there are over 20 nations that are actively participating in these airstrikes. Yes, it was U.S. and U.K. aircraft in the airstrikes against Yemen, but it was supported by Australia, Canada, as well as Bahrain, a Arab country in that particular effort, because all these countries obviously are, in fact, affected. And furthermore, prior to those strikes, the U.N. Security Council passed the resolution condemning the Houthis for these particular strikes. And though the Chinese and Russians did not fit in, vote in favor of that, they abstained, so the resolution did, in fact, pass. And it seems like this just underscores the, uh, the, 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 the purpose of U.S. foreign policy since October 7th, uh, since, uh, 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 since Hamas uh, broke out of Gaza and uh, attacked Israel, is that the purpose of the U.S. here is just to uh, keep this from blowing up into a larger regional conflict. That's, that's exactly right. The fear of horizontal escalation, which could draw the United States more and more into a broader Middle East war involving the Houthis. They could strike back now, perhaps, with U.S. forces in the region, not only at sea, but U.S. forces in Saudi Arabia and elsewhere. It could reignite the conflict, which is there as only a fragile ceasefire between Saudi Arabia and the Houthis, and certainly grave concern about the continued attacks by Hezbollah in southern Lebanon against the Israelis, which have resulted in about 125,000 Israelis uh, fleeing southward. And, those, and also well over 100 strikes against U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria by Shiite militia groups supported by Iran. And that's why, of course, uh, as the crisis began in October, the United States has dramatically expanded its presence. We have the USS Dwight Eisenhower Aircraft Carrier Battle Group operating there off the shore of Yemen. And we've got a Marine Amphibious Carrier Task Force Group operating in the eastern Mediterranean. Jeff McCausland, CBS Radio National Security Consultant and author of the book Battle Tested, Gettysburg Leadership Lessons for 21st Century Leaders. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead, investing basics for kids, plus a pair of suggestions for a Monday stock picker. The markets are closed today for the Martin Luther King holiday. They will reopen tomorrow. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon, I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Dangerous cold continues its grip on the area. We'll check in with AccuWeather meteorologist Brian Thompson in a moment. The results of tonight's Iowa caucuses could possibly cut the race down to two candidates. The start of the new year is a great time for kids to learn the basics of investing. It's Stock Picker Monday. We'll get a pair of ideas from a portfolio pro. WBBM Business, the markets are closed today for the Martin Luther King holiday. And the AccuWeather forecast for today. Let's go in-depth on the severe cold that we're dealing with right now. And uh, we'll get that from AccuWeather meteorologist Brian Thompson. Well, Rob, it is a, a very cold afternoon across the area. We have temperatures uh, right now that are still uh, running very close to uh, zero degrees. In fact, we're still below zero right now at O'Hare. We're three below. We're seeing temperatures right around zero at Midway, the, even the lakefront at zero, too. Uh, so we're going to continue to see uh, this very cold weather through the rest of today. High temperatures close to zero. More of the same tomorrow. Uh, but as we head into Wednesday, that's when temperatures will start to bounce back a little bit. We'll get back into the teens, uh, and that'll be the case into Thursday. But it's it's going to stay cold throughout the week, but the worst of the cold will be through tomorrow. Brian Thompson is Radio 105.9 WBBM. You can get the latest on the winter blast, including a list of places to stay warm at WBBMnewsradio.com. Just click on the weather banner at the top of the homepage. The Iowa caucuses are today, and it could be one for the record books, the coldest on, on record. Iowa Republicans getting ready for uh, casting ballots tonight in gyms and homes and schools, CBS. News Chief Election and Campaign Correspondent Robert Costa is in Des Moines and says Donald Trump wants to wrap up the GOP nomination as soon as possible. It may not be easy if there is a, a large slice of the Republican electorate that's looking for an alternative. We'll see. We'll start to see at least a glimmer of that tonight. Should Nikki Haley or Florida Governor Ron DeSantis do better than expected, maybe getting closer to Trump? Uh, than the recent polls have shown. And tonight's caucuses will be a literal test of enthusiasm. That's because temperatures in Iowa will top out at three below zero. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets close for the Martin Luther King holiday, giving us a chance to take a breath and delve into stocks and their performance so far in 2024. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer at Crescent Capital. Capital in Chicago. Jack, thank you for joining us today. And it seems like the first two weeks of 2024 has been uh, either taking a breather uh, compared to the breakneck pace at the end of 2023 or possibly uh, reassessing the timing of that first interest rate cut. Yeah, I think a little of both, Rob. Um, Thank you. Um, Yeah, I think that uh, part of what I noticed toward the end of December was really a 
almost looking forward into the entire 2024. It was the, you know, the entire year forecast was trying to uh, uh, play out over a, a couple of weeks. So I think that perhaps it's a breather, perhaps a, a, a time to reassess. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, an, another look at how many rate cuts do we really have in the queue, uh, especially in light of the strong economic data we've already seen so far this year. We're in the early goings of earnings season as uh, companies report their uh, fourth quarter results. And what seems to be the takeaway so far as far as forward-looking guidance is concerned? Yeah, so, you know, we've had uh, certainly the large banks uh, report last Friday. Uh, there uh, we found uh, pretty much the haves and have-nots. Uh, you know, J.P. Morgan, very solid bank, uh, had uh, very strong results. Uh, also, uh, uh, on the flip side, we had uh, those banks like Citi, um, you know, looking to cut costs. Uh, I was actually surprised. I, th- I would have thought the trading desks, uh, among the big banks would have made a lot of money given the amount of volatility we saw toward uh, certainly in the fourth quarter last year. It also seems that maybe uh, we talk about the enthusiasm in which we wrapped up the year, that maybe some doubt was starting to creep in about economic performance in 2024, because I'm sure uh, you, you saw the think pieces as well, where they talked about how uh, everybody going into 23 assumed that would be the year of the recession. And now they're all talking about how 2024 is going to be the year of the strong economy. And maybe uh, we shouldn't be so sure about our predictions going into a new year. Yeah, that's it. In fact, if you rewind back to the beginning of 2023 and look at uh, bullishness versus bearishness, we had widespread bearishness uh, last year at this time. Very few people were optimistic that uh, 2023 uh, would have delivered positive results. And then on the flip side, of course, end of last year with the the rallies that started kind of right at the beginning of uh, November all the way through the end of the year, you know, kicked off 2024, widespread, widespread bullishness. Uh, so I think if you play the, you know, if nothing else, play the emotion and just work the other way, it really is a, has been last year and will likely be this year, a good way to navigate the markets near term. Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer, Crescent Capital in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, helping kids learn the basics of investing. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's never too soon to lay down the groundwork that will provide your kids with the opportunity for long-term financial success. Joining us to explain is Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner and founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. The website, engagewealthgroup.com. Ed, thank you for joining us today. And this is the, really the perfect day to have this conversation because you're home, your kids are home from school for the holidays, day and it's not the day to go outside to go anywhere or do anything so why not uh, uh, run some time off the clock on this holiday by uh, talking to your teenagers about investing and really making making that uh, that birthday money and that summer job money work for you yeah rob finding these opportunities in all of our lives busy schedules is not easy and to your point today's a great day to do that but what's really important is don't force the issue right we want to keep it fun and simple 
Because when you start talking about money, the only thing the kids will light up about, if you're talking about them spending it, right? But when you're talking about saving and investing for the long term, you might get a little bit of glassy eyes. But ultimately, to your point, yeah, now and every day pretty much is a good day to talk about incorporating financial literacy into the overall household. And it, it could be a very good way of uh, uh, providing some insight and perspective uh, into your teenager's uh, social media uh, consumption diet, because if you spend uh, any time on uh, Instagram or TikTok, uh, eventually the algorithm will feed you uh information about uh, financial topics that may not necessarily be correct uh, in which uh, investing uh, as far as these video con- videos are concerned is just one more form of playing the lottery and not another way of making sure your money grows faster than the rate of inflation. Yeah, good financial skills take time to develop. And again, we're not spending a tremendous amount of time on those social media outlets, but we are because we find just such a a, a huge amount of just poor information to your point, like, Hey, you can get rich tomorrow. Here are some things to invest in and those kind of things. And so unfortunately the folks who've fallen prey to those sort of scams and those get rich quick schemes, you know, they quickly learn that it's not all the, the all and be all. So again, we want to create that bubble, if you would, around our kids so they can learn and maybe like get a bump or a bruise along the way, but not get financially wiped out. So again, talking about financial literacy and education away from those venues where they're trying to sell you on something or scare you into something is another good way of, again, sort of sounding that, setting that framework and that groundwork for overall family success when it comes to finances. And, and what's a good way to start? And what are some good, smart, early goals? So this is something fun and not uh, a castor oil activity. Yeah, great point. And so we have a growing number of third generation families. And I can tell you the kids are are giving credit to the parents and the parents are giving credit to the grandparents. And so just starting today, that is the first thing to do. And again, you don't need to make it onerous. Don't make this don't make this far overreaching, but again, make it fun. So setting up goals, setting up ways of just having different people come to the table with different ideas. Because again, we've got to be really aware, Rob, it's not only the kids who might need some help with financial literacy, it also might be the parents. But the good news is your kids probably don't have enough knowledge, but so this can be a group learning environment. So again, grab a thematic element and maybe you focus on giving money away to a charity and a small amount of money and understanding what that means. Spending money or creating a spending plan, what does that mean? And then ultimately maybe talk about investing, which is another one. You don't need to kind of sock this all into one conversation, but just kind of sprinkle this over time when those bright early minds, those young minds are eager to learn it. That's when you take advantage of those opportunities to provide provide those teaching moments. Ed Jertson, Certified Financial Planner, founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Find him online, EngageWealthGroup.com. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday and still to come, our Monday Stock Picker. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Stock Picker Monday. Helping us out today is Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the website UpsideStocks.com based in Hammond. Chuck, thank you for joining us today. Two selections today, and uh, the first one is in the rural and agricultural space. That's right. It's Federal Agricultural Mortgage, otherwise known as Farmer 
Mac. Most people are familiar with Fannie Mae, which does uh, provide secondary uh, a market for housing loans and things like that. Farmer Mac does similar financial activities for the agricultural sector. They're a primary secondary market for ag- agricultural credit, for example. Uh, it's about a $2 billion company market cap-wise, so it's a small cap stock. Uh, I, I like this stock for a number of reasons. One, it's it's still a pretty good value. It trades for 10 times its 2024 earnings estimates, and earnings should go up about 9 to 10% in 2024. Uh, you can also get a pretty decent dividend, which is not always the case with small cap stocks. It yields about 2.5%, and it's been fairly timely in terms of its performance. So that's Federal Agricultural Mortgage. The symbol is AGM. It trades for about $178 a share. And uh, our company and, and our clients do well in this stock. And then uh, the, the, the next stock is uh, if their truck backs up into your driveway, uh, you have experienced great financial success. <laughs> yeah, or, or you're going to be in big trouble. Yeah, that too. It was a mistake. Uh, that's Brinks. The symbol is BCO. The stock trades for $81 a share. Uh, Brinks, many people are familiar with the, the, the armored cars, and, and Brinks does provide obviously cash management and security services and and keep in mind you know throughout the world uh especially in in certain parts of the the world you know south america and and parts of europe security services for cash is a pretty highly needed service and brinks is showing really nice growth on their international side uh the stock is still a pretty good value trades at 10 times it's 2024 earnings estimates and those earnings should go up at least double digits in uh, in 2024, you get a little bit of a dividend. It's about 1% dividend. And you can also buy the stock now at a 10% discount from its 52-week high of about $90 a share. So that's Brinks, symbol is BCO. Trades for $81 a share, and our clients and our firm do, uh, owns the stock as well. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services, publisher of the website UpsideStocks.com, based in Hammond. Once again, uh, his selections for this Stock Picker Monday, Federal Agricultural Mortgage, AGM, and Brinks, BCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.